If it wants to start, there we go. There we go. We're live. We are live this week. Here we are back again. The Bourbon Brothers, episode number eight already. Me, Justin Hall, Supplement Snoop with my co-host, partner in crime, as always, Robert Chinetsky, Supplement Engineer. What's going on, brother? Oh, man. Another week back in the saddle. It's been a been a busy week. We'll, we'll put it that way. We uh, Saturday Saturday was all good. We went to this new little, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like a brew pub, a beer garden type place. So it's called Dreamland mm-hmm. out in Dripping Springs, which is kind of the opposite direction of where we go. So we're southwest Austin. Wait a minute. Hold further. on. Wait a minute. You said it's called Dreamland and it's in Dripping Springs. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a strip club. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That is not a this is not a brew pub. That is definitely a strip club. So Dripping Springs, I almost want to re- rename it Alcohol Alley or like Alcoholics Alley because there are so oh. many breweries, distilleries, vineyards, like just in that whole city. It's insane. Yeah. This place Dreamland, I don't know the the genius that decided to do this. They have 40 or 50 different beers on tap. A bunch of them are local brews and stuff like that. And you don't have to actually go to the bar. Like, you can go to the bar if you want to get a pour there. Mm-hmm. But they also just, like, you give them your card, and they give you this little special card. And you basically have all access to all 40 taps, and you can just pay by the ounce and go and try everything you want to. Oh, that is a good idea. That's it good. is. Yeah. They got wines on, on the on the draft taps, too. Now, if you want liquor, which they have a, a decent selection of uh, different bourbons and tequilas and stuff like that there. So I just hung and tried different bourbons there the whole day. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a bottle of Blanton's. You can't find it in any goddamn stores, but somehow they had a bottle of Blanton's behind the shelf. They, so you were able to drink pours of Blanton's at this place? Uh, you could have. I chose to try some other uh, bourbons I hadn't tried yet. Sure, sure, um, sure. Uh, I tried some nine-banded whiskey, which is a Texas... Uh, bottled product. I got to see if it's actually distilled in Texas or not. I didn't get to see that back spot, but the, the service there was great. The pizza there was really solid. Mm. Uh, they also, so we, we went there, we met another new teacher from Sandy's work and they have, so they've got the little bar area off to the left. They have pickleball courts off to the right. They have disc golf and mini golf. And mm. then they have, they had a live band playing covers of like Doobie brothers, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin. So I was in heaven right there from like a music standpoint. Dude, and then genius. behind that was a playground for the kids, and immediately behind the playground was a splash pad for the kids. So, I mean, it's got everything. So, basically, you could just wow. sit and drink, and you've got eye view of, like, what everything else is going So, Sandy yeah. and I didn't really have to move from the, the picnic table with – we are talking about Patrick and his wife. So, we did that. Got home pretty late from that, considering we usually put the halfling down at, like, 8, 8.15. So, we got back here around 9. I went to sleep. Uh, woke up at 4 a.m. Oh. And I – feel well i got woken up let's say also put it that way woken up (laughs) that sounds fun yeah i got woken up and then i feel really hot i'm thinking did i drink too much did i eat too much why am i like i'm naturally a hot sleeper Mm -hmm. but this is hotter than normal and i I wake Mm -hmm. up i go look at the thermostat it says 68 because we always set the thing at 68 to go to sleep yeah it's 75 in the house i went fuck oh yeah see i'm the same way man i i like it i like it Super cool, like especially yeah. when I'm going to bed. 75, I would die. Why? What, what happened? AC, AC oh, broke. AC broke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He <laughs> told me that. Busted. Dude, that is, that is not like that. I don't know, yeah. man. That is like, that's like a nightmare. Like it coming sucked. to life. Yeah. So I went walking. I went, like, I tried to go back to bed and rest, but I was, you know, I was just irritated. I couldn't get comfortable. And oh, dude. Time, so finally, I went up and got walking at like 5 a.m. I, I called the 24 hour 
like emergency repair thing. Like, I sure we could have sweated out one day or gone and gotten a hotel. And I said, I'm not just dealing with this. Let's just get the guy whatever it costs. Fine. So instead of it like being a fifty dollars service fee, it was a ninety dollars service fee. The guy came out here ten o'clock. So we went to church, came back. The guy met us here at ten o'clock. Right as we were actually thinking about going to breakfast somewhere just to get out of the house. And yeah. right as we were packing up to get in the car, the guy says, oh, hey, I'm 15 minutes from your place. So he comes. Turns out they have a blown capacitor. There's a blown capacitor on the out, outside unit. He fixes that. And he said, all right, that's 300 and change. So it's 300 plus 90 bucks. I said, okay, he fixes that. He goes, oh, well, we can also put a hard start kit on your compressor because the system's 14 years old. And those things are only rated for like 10 to 15 years. So this will help you get a few more years out of it. And he said, that'll be another couple hundred. I said, fine, let's just, you know, whatever the... He goes to get sat at all. The guy's really nice at all of that stuff. I didn't feel like he was pulling over. Sure. Comes back again. Says, oh, the motor's gone now. We're going to need to replace that. And that's another. So all damage, all said and done, it was like 1350 bucks at all of that stuff. Oh, so, I, you know, when he, by the time he came and told us the last thing needed to be fixed, it was 1130 and Sandy and the halfling still hadn't really eaten anything all day. Yeah. Um, so I said, pissed. I told them, y'all can go to breakfast. I'll just hang out here and do all that. Mm-hmm. Finally get the AC working, maybe around 11, 30, 12, 12, 30. House starts cooling down because it had gotten up to 79 degrees in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we does we get that down. We hang out. We put the halfling down for a nap. Sandy and I just kind of chill out while she's napping. Five o'clock rolls around after I give the halfling a bath. I'm sitting down getting ready to work. And, you know, I, everything I need to do, I need to be hooked into the Internet to do. Five o'clock, <laughs> the power goes out in Austin. I thought, mother Fucker. Oh so we had just gotten the house cool, but again, we lost the AC, we lost power, we lost everything. Right, 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 right. Work and dinner preparations and all that stuff, and oh that went out God. for two hours and stuff. So it was a, it was a fun Sunday. It was a really, really fun Sunday. That's horrifying. Yeah, but good, the good thing is I, my bourbon doesn't require refrigeration, so I was just sipping on that while we lost power. I was reading and uh, drinking bourbon. Yeah. No. 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 Like it, it's amazing too how. Um, it's always like one of those reminders like how spoiled and defenseless we actually are yeah it's like when the um when the power goes out or when the wi-fi goes out or something like that and you you sit there and go like i just would rather die and you realize (laughs) you realize that evolution our survival instincts are absolutely gone yeah yeah it's uh i mean i didn't like if when the when the power goes out, that's fine. Like it's it's time for me to unless I have a deadline. Luckily, I kind of structure my week to where I'm not like have to get something done that day. I usually get something done a couple of days ahead of time, so it was fun just to you know sit and I'll read aloud because Sandy and I are working our way through the the Wheel of Time series books, which there's like fifteen of these things and each one's like six hundred pages. So I'll, I'll yeah. sit out and I like I'll read aloud for an hour a night when we're just getting settled for the evening and everything. Yeah, um, but still, that's just awful to have that experience to just. Just the yeah. trying, trying to sleep. Well, that's a big thing. Sleep. Um, yeah. And if it's if it's like too hot, there's no way I can't absolutely. I cannot sleep no. when it's hot. So yeah, no, I'll get is. like ice packs and start like putting it around my neck or something like on my forehead to try and fall asleep because we've had it happen. Two years ago, the blower on the inside part of the air conditioner unit uh, went out in the attic, and so we were without AC for a couple of days or whatever. I'm just right, I'm glad so, it wasn't my brother this past week. His whole AC bit the dust. So he had to spend, I, I don't even know if I want to say how much it, it cost to replace the entire AC unit. Let's just say it was somewhere between five and 10 grand. Thousands, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and especially like to lose your AC. I mean, granted, of course, you're going to lose your AC when you need it the most, but August in Texas to lose AC. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that, that was, that was a lot of fun to have that happen. And uh, my brother's AC finally got working because they went out without it for out a week because he's got a preferred contract that he likes to deal with. Um, and he'd been out without AC for like five days. And they, they bought a little portable unit, so they were having all the kids like hunker down in their bedroom at night to go to sleep and whatnot. But uh, no, man, I'm just I'll, I'll pay the, the extra fee. Just get that shit done like now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a no brainer. It's actually a good question that we got already. Yeah, and for, for everybody else, post up any comments or questions you got. We aren't just here to talk about broken ACs and bourbon. We actually can't hey, help. You can talk about reading. Yeah. Actually, so there's – um, I think I, – because as you were telling that story, I remember – because we don't often, like, read out loud. I, yeah. And that's why when you, when you mentioned that, I was like, that's interesting. But that's why also um, – I've talked about this topic a lot. I don't I don't like to watch videos. I don't like to listen to podcasts and things like that other than ours, of course. Mm-hmm. Because I I want to read. I like to read and I want to like do I need to reread that? Do like because uh when you read something and then also like taking a minute to let that information sort of sink in. I know there I had a really like a good talk with Will uh, Wallace about this before. Mm-hmm. Like when he, he was saying like when he's st- like studying something, something that he needs to retain. Yeah. Um, because I think this helps with retention too. Um, like what this person's saying, like when you actually like say it out loud, it starts to like sink in on like different levels. Yep. But he mentioned how like, you know, he was getting his PhD and stuff like that. He would he would read a little bit and then go like take a walk or something like that. And like yeah think about it and that like physical activity started to like you know like makes more connections than just reading and keeping it all inside your head so i I definitely think there's um something to that yeah i would i'd agree 100 percent about that speaking it out like so if you're reading something there's a tendency for your eyes to just kind of like glaze over and your brain will kind of fill in the gap or kind of want to jump ahead or something but when you read out loud just the same thing, mm-hmm. like if you're writing something versus typing it out or you're speaking mm-hmm. something, you there, you ever notice how if you're typing something out, you could have a bunch of typos, but if you're actually taking the time to write things out, you have, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have less chance of having a typo if you're writing or miss chance of misspelling a word because your, your brain's not outpacing your physical capacity. So when you do read out loud, you have to take your time. You got to make sure you're enunciating everything properly. You're giving yep. your brain, it's, it's a second thing. So you're seeing it. Your brain's picking up that way, but you're also saying it and you're processing it um, audibly as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. reinforcing it through a bunch of different pathways. So, yes, it'll help speech. Uh, it definitely helps, like, if you have a halfling uh, running around, reading to them is essential. Just don't – please don't mm-hmm. just stick them in front of a TV and let the TV babysit them. Please don't mm-hmm. do that. Um, most doctors recommend you don't even show a kid a screen for, like, the first two years they're alive. Um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting question that I've had. I've had this conversation with a friend of mine. He has two young daughters, and we had and he's sort of because there isn't like answers to this necessarily because things are happening so quickly. But like yeah. you know that because I just remember growing up, like I would I would just read like my parents. Like, I would just read, and I know that that's helped. It yeah. helps people when it comes to like spelling and vocabulary and all sort of stuff. Like it, it, it just it's for sure. But we know that kids are going to 
be right. You're exposed to the internet and things like that and technology that yeah. we didn't have. Right. Right. They're going to need that in their yeah. life. So it's like, you can't like shut them off of it. Right. Or you can, but it's like, at what point do you introduce it to them? Because the sooner they pick it up, the better off they'll probably be, you know, just down the yeah. road. So it's like, we, we constantly, like, I remember him and I have him just like a long conversation. He's like, because they did, they did two totally different. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm going on a tangent, but here's, here's something interesting. I think you'll find like, uh, he, they basically did like two experiments on the children. Um, his firstborn daughter, they did not let her watch TV. Oh, did I lose you? I lost you, Robert. You got me? I'll keep everyone in suspense for that story. Okay, I'm back. Oh, now you're like on a split screen for me. There we go. Okay. So, okay. So I was telling the story. So my, my buddy, he basically did like an experiment on two children the firstborn daughter he had they didn't show her she wasn't allowed to watch tv for like the first like few years of her life yeah right <clears throat> so then as you know because it's their firstborn, so it's like you know all the rules and all the regulations yeah. and then when the second born comes along all that stuff goes out the window right yeah but it's interesting now because uh so the the younger one was exposed to TV. TV would be on for the older one, and then she would just kind of see it. The younger one would kind of see it and stuff like that. So, but now they're a little bit older. If you turn on the TV, mm-hmm. the one that was not exposed to TV when she was a, very young, mm-hmm. like literally, dude, she like looks at the TV and she's gone. Like yeah. she gets so, and not this is just one example, like obviously, but. And the younger one doesn't, she sees TV, doesn't care. So it's like, interesting. he's like, I don't know if, he's like, I don't know if we fucked up by like not showing her TV. Now when she sees the TV, like she just like, it's dude, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like I, I watch it and I'm like, man, that is, it's weird. So I don't know, man, it's just this whole conversation. Like when do you introduce kids to technology and all this stuff? Because you know that they're better off with it eventually, but also at the same time, you know, it's probably fucking them up at the same time. Right. So it's like, I don't know, man. I think maybe it's it part of the way is is the way you approach it to a certain extent. Like the same the way you would introduce foods to kids. Like you don't want to give your kid an eating complex. Right. At the same time, I don't want them binging on Doritos, Ho Hos, Ding Dong, Swiss cake rolls, and all the other bullshit for their entire mm-hmm. life. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you know our we've already explained ours. Like, look, you need to have real food, and then you will get your your junk food afterwards. So eat your protein, eat your carbohydrates. So you, we I picked up. I don't, I don't want it, this to be. A, this is not a kid raising podcast, so we, we can transit okay. to something else. Talk about whatever we want. Um, <laughs> we were at. Uh, they had a little luau a couple of weeks ago at, at the daycare we bring her to, and one of the teachers came up and says, "So, are you a nutritionist, or, or do you do, do you do something with food? Because your daughter walks in and she says, "Yeah, I got to eat my protein. I got to eat my carbohydrates." And that's and amazing. <laughs> I said. Uh, like in the fitness, sports, nutrition, supplement space. And so, you know, we kind of explain like, hey, if you want your junk food, I need you to eat your chicken and then you can have your pasta. And she said, well, why can't I just have pasta? And I said, well, that's carbohydrate. We also need protein to do this, that, and the other. So, you know, that was, uh, she said, so, so you do stuff with protein powders? And I said, 
kind of, sort of, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, anything like in that whole amorphous blob that is, you know, supplements and fitness, sure, just Mm -hmm. just throw it in. Yeah, you just kind of, because once you dig down into the details, like you just lose people. Right. You're just like, yes, that's, like I said, it was just like, uh, it was um, a few weeks ago, I went to a wedding, uh, Chris Mm -hmm. and I went to a wedding, and uh, I think I told you about this, because so I'm, I'm meeting all her family that I've never met before. So everybody's, yeah. they're all very nice and they're all very interested in me mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. And everyone's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a drug dealer. I just swear to God, like at one point I'm like, I'm just going to start telling people that like, I just have like a normal job. Like, I don't know. I'm a cop or something like that. It's like, yeah. I, cause I'm like everything else is just so hard to explain and it takes so long and, and then it's like, I know you're just trying to be nice. So anyway. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, there was a, uh, Sandy was talking to one of the other teachers at her work and he says, I, I don't know what your husband did. The one time I, I met him, all I saw was that he got a phone call and he was gone for the next three hours. And this was <laughs> the one time I met this guy, it was two years ago. And that was right when. I think Fitnox came on the market and we were starting to have the initial discussions with Nutribio for at then was a different line, but it eventually that was like, that was the genesis of what unbound became and all of that stuff. Um, but that, we were on the phone with the, the distributor, the people at Glambia and their ingredient supplier for Fitnox and all that stuff. And the phone call, I didn't, ex- I didn't know that was on there, but because of the time differential, we were on the phone for like three hours or something. So what was supposed to be like a, a happy hour with a bunch of teachers from her work turned into all of them drinking downstairs on the lower lobby, and I was upstairs well, yeah. on the on a deck doing a doing a phone call. So I don't think I've ever met this guy. Yep, that's kind of funny. Yeah, Jojo, my twelve year old daughter loves sweets. And instead of fighting her all the time, I was like, okay, you can have that sweet as long as you eat protein first. And she loves stepping on a scale. Our goal is, yeah, that's that's What's what. The, I, wait, so check the other question first. Then please question. I'm headed to lunch with my dad. I'll catch the rest of this on Spotify before I had a question for you too. Okay. What, what is your question? Fire away, Ben. Oh man. Want to become, yeah. Dude, you, yeah. Google me, Google me, bitch. Right? I already am famous. You are fucking famous, <laughs> man. <laughs> Type in supplement reviews. And humble too. <laughs> Look up game-changing influencer in the supplement industry. You get a big picture of Justin right there. Boom. His face right I there. Bought, I bought all those keywords. Industry innovating. Goal is to get her to a solid 90 pounds. She steps on and she's dead. 89, we're almost there. Yeah. Give her those, give her those protein and carbs. Get her doing some push-ups and squats and pull-ups and then, yeah. Right, and that's a whole other part of the conversation. At what point, you know, being 12 years old, that's, I think – 12 year olds are different than when we were 12 years old. So at what point, at what point do you make uh, a child be cognizant of their weight or their healthy habits and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, uh, man. And this is what people are like, why don't you have like, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, fuck, I don't, (laughs) I can't can't deal with all this crap. I don't know. man. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, they, they don't come with an instruction manual. There's a bunch of different books yeah. and, and things like. I mean, we read one about doing sleep training and make just make sure that they, like, they, they got everything. But outside of that, you, you mean there's no instruction manual. There's that's what Facebook is for. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a huge uh, instruction <laughs> manual. Oh, uh, here's Ben's question. 
going to be a guest on a friend's Zoom call for her clients, and my main reason for being there is to talk about supplements. If you guys had 15 minutes to talk to a group of people, what would you focus on? Would you dispel myths? Would you answer their specific questions, etc.? Thanks. Uh, your friend should hire us to do the Zoom call. <laughs> There's my answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let you lead off, Justin. Oh, that's a good question. I think that dispelling myths is always a good thing, but at the yeah. same time, it's almost like, where do you even start? I think that like it, it, the first thing I would have to know is like, where, where is everyone? So this is like what always seems to be the issue when it comes to like things in the spaces. You would have to know your audience first. Who are you exactly like speaking to? What is their level of understanding of supplements and how um, the space works because then your, your, your conversation is going to have to be, we, we talk about this a lot. Like you can have a message, but if you're not able to articulate it in a way that people listening to you are going to understand, or it's going to sink in, then it doesn't really matter what you say. Right. Yep. You know, it's like, so I would have to know the, like the level of, understanding in the group first if it was someone like very basic and very beginner then i would probably i would probably start there i the first thing actually i think i would tell people the one one like major thing that people get wrong is people say that supplements are the supplement industry is unregulated that is not true um the problem with the supplement space is the regulations are not enforced correct but it is not unregulated at all um, there's a lot of regulations. It's, if you read the FDA's website, there's lots of stuff on there, but it's just that people, they don't have the resources to enforce this stuff. Correct. But I think that like, um, getting people to understand the, the main thing I always go through with people is context matters above everything. Like yeah. almost any supplement can be rendered useless if used improperly and most supplements can be beneficial in some way as long as they're you know used properly but that's always what it is is people i compare it to like that thing that game you used to do when you were a little kid like in school where they would have two columns of things and you would have to like draw a line in between the two things that match yep. matching what your goal is with the ingredient that provides that is the part that people are, everyone gets wrong because they just want to look at supplements like a category rather than the ingredients themselves so that's a good question because like i said it would have to be i would have to know like who you're talking to and then you have to sort of like manipulate the conversation in a way that they're going to at least understand yeah and also i guess drive home that supplements are not a panacea for every for whatever they're seeking if supplements are a what so what the fuck is a panacea is that like the thing like after birth that's placenta <laughs> Like something that's going to cure all of your ails, this magic, you know, well, woo thing that's going to like, if they want to lose, like most people that are like having coaching stuff, they want to probably lose weight. Right. No right. amount of weight loss shakes, fat burners or whatever are actually going to help you lose weight. They are, these supplements are there to augment your results, enhance your recovery, simplify, streamline things. They are not going to, if, you, if you're looking to build muscle, taking creatine is not going to magically put 15 pounds of muscle on your frame. I think that is something to um, drive home as well. You know, you don't want to crush their enthusiasm for supplements, but at the same time, you got to temper their expectations to a certain extent and say, look, if you're not putting in the hard work in the gym, in the kitchen, uh, and getting enough sleep at night, 
no amount of supplements is going to make a hill of beans difference. And all MLMs are fucking bullshit. Start with yes. That. Yeah. Anybody that's selling our bond and all that stuff, they all suck. But so to the question also, if people have specific questions, then I think that's great because then you already know what's sort of on their mind. But a lot of times you have to sort of like push people into asking questions. I mean, it's just basically every day of my life. <laughs> so, yeah. so if people have specifics, then you can talk to them about it. But then, you know, you might have to like get the ball rolling with, you know, certain things. But it's tough. I mean, I do it every day for like a few years now and it's still uh, a chore, you know, sometimes. So, absolutely. Jojo, my goal is to go against the grain, teach my daughter to love strength and weight, to love to love strength, and weight is simply just a number. And do all we can to live forever and stronger than dad. That's the way to go about it. Yeah, weight is just one metric by which to assess your, uh, engage your health and body compositions, your progress and all of that stuff. It's not the be all end all. It's just one marker on the board. Yeah, true. But yeah, the sooner you can get them, I guess, just exposed to, uh, you know, just physical fitness and just being active, I think the better. So, I mean, if they're already playing, I think JoJo's mentioned on here before, like his daughters already work out with him or train with him before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like our halfling sees us do push-ups, pull-ups, bench press, squats, lunges and all that. I mean, she, she, yeah. she'll watch us on like the weekends when she's here. She's obviously at daycare now, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, I, I, it's just explicitly, you don't have to force them. You don't have to say, yeah. sit here, here's a dumbbell and start curling it. Like if you are just active and they're just in the vicinity of it, then they'll naturally gravitate and become interested in the things that you're interested in. Just oh, show them yeah. time and be patient with exactly. them and all of that. Yeah, it almost seems to me, and speaking from not having any kids, but <clears throat> it just seems to me this is something probably that we like overcomplicate when it's just, especially as a kid, just showing them some healthy habits and things like that, and then they'll figure it out. They'll figure mm -hmm. out what you know works best you know for them as time goes along. Because that was the big thing with me. My parents were always at the gym, you know, when I was, I had my, we had like a family membership. I was like 10 years old and uh, I would start going to the gym, obviously not like working out, but I, we would go there and, you know, hang out with my parents and it always just was a part of my life. You know what I mean? And even though like when I, I got a little bit older and stuff, I stopped going, you know, you start working and all that, and all that crap kind of happens, but it was always there. You know what I mean? The, the desire for it was always there. And that was a big thing for me. <clears throat> it's like my dad, still to this day, I mean, my dad is, uh, let's see, so he's like 62 and uh, he's in phenomenal shape. And, you know, you're a, you're like a, young man you know your dad is your hero and stuff like that and i'm like seeing him always in shape i mean dude jacked like when he's like 40 50 years old and i'm like well i gotta i can't let my dad make me look bad so <laughs> you know trying to keep up with him is always you know yeah it's it's just motivation you know when your parents kind of set that example for you absolutely but there was never any like they were never like they never like imposed anything or it was just mm -mm. Like you said, I think like what you're talking about, they just, you pick it up just by being around people that are like that. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily have them tell you what to do. You just sort of like pick up on that. Yeah. That's like my dad grew up playing football. My brother and I never played football when we were kids. We gravitated more towards baseball and obviously we did taekwondo, but I mean, he never forced us on anything. We just, they, they did things by 
exposing us to different things, but they never force like, Hey, you got like my, my dad didn't play an instrument. I played mm-hmm. trumpet from the time I was in fourth grade, you know, through LSU and all and still to this day. Um, yep. Taekwondo, I started that at nine and still continue to practice that to this day. It's just, um, it's just about make exposing them to different options. And if they naturally have an interest or, you know, inclination to go for something, mm-hmm. support them. And, you know, when they stop doing it, then, you know, let them move on to something else. Yep. Time to start. Yep. How are these too early really to start drinking, Justin? Um, I, there's there's no such thing. I don't Good think answer. there's. Yeah, there's definitely been times where ah, it's been a, it's been a while, which is odd because like now that one schedule, I can kind of do whatever mm-hmm. I want. But I haven't like woke up and like started drinking bourbon as soon as I woke up. No. I don't know why. I, I never have like the earliest. We were I think like, I, well, next week, like next week when we go on vacation, I mean, it's yeah. basically mimosa for breakfast kind of thing. And, you know, so, but I, I'm, the, the issue is like when you start, for me anyway, it's like when you start drinking, but if you stop like midday or something like that, then I, you're going to go sleep, you know, take a nap yeah. or something like that. So you have to like keep going. So that's a lot of. Yeah, that's a lot of an investment to start. Yeah, man, it's going to be it's it's I was going to say the earliest I have I've started drinking. But then if you put that in context of like a football game and when tailgating season comes on, like all bets are off. If like you got an early like an 11 a.m. kickoff, you're probably still drinking from the night before when you're tailgating for the start of the game to get up for it. But um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the the resort thing, because you walk out when we went to the the Valentine Imperial Maya for we went there on our one year anniversary and then mm-hmm. our three year anniversary. Um, they have like, so they didn't have the hard liquor out first thing in the morning. Like you wake up, you go to the breakfast buffet, they have mimosas and you can do your little champagne thing there if you want that. But they also at seven o'clock, the first time we went there, you know, the giant size trash can that you put in the front yard of your house, like in the garbage machine comes up. Mm-hmm. They had those things filled with ice and all different kinds of beer. So like you're walking to your pool to like go sit out at the pool at 7am. You could have popped a beer there. When we went back two years later, that was gone. They didn't have those anymore, mm-hmm. but you could still get your mimosas at breakfast. But yeah, if you're on a, a resort like that, you can yeah. just, just you, the, it's like a 24 seven bender. You're just gone. It really is. Yeah. So it, that's why I've been attempting to be somewhat decent this week because next week's going to be, um, but then, you know, what's crazy is too, is, um, you're, you're like really active, but you don't realize it. Like when you're in the sun all day long and you're out in the water yep. and stuff like that, you're actually like, like pretty active. And then like, if, you know, a, a resort, like you went to a really nice place like that. It's like, sure. You can, you can eat shit. Right. And you can drink, you can sit at the pool bar. Like we used, I'm sure you saw people, they just sit at the pool bar from like sun up to sundown, yep. but you eat really good food. Like when you go to like a nicer sort of like resort, um, the food is phenomenal and it's like a lot of healthy options and stuff like that. So um, that was one thing we went to Jamaica. I think I actually, and not that I care about stuff like this, but I think I like lost weight while we were in Jamaica just because we were like so uh, unknowingly active. You know what I mean? You're just like out in the sand and the sun and the water all day long and swimming around. And, Uh um, but exactly like what you said that you can start whenever you want, which is good. It's good, good. And bad. <laughs> yeah it's good and bad because i remember so we're going to the same resort <clears throat> we've stayed at these the ibero star grand like mm-hmm. the grand the grand series are just really they're really really nice and we stayed we went to jamaica 
in March for my birthday. And then this time we're going to Mexico. And I remember like the last time I was in Mexico, <laughs> the one guy was like, uh, it was first thing in the morning, come down to the pool. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, you want some Mexican protein for breakfast? And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I'll get you. He's like, I'll get you a protein shake. And I'm like, all right. It's it's like a triple shot of tequila, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Maybe he's like, I'll get you a protein shake, a Mexican protein shake, and I was like, hey man. There we go. There you go. Jojo, I have assassin and bare knuckle on the way. Hell yeah, man. That's gonna be uh, you're gonna be in for a good time with those two. Start with a half scoop of assassin if you're not used to high stem stuff. If you're not used to high stem stuff, don't so listen to him. Don't don't listen to him, Jojo. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No. Full send. Lucas, what's going on, my man? When on a vacation, do you guys use or drink your supplements, uh, or do you stick to alcohol mostly? No, if I like, it, well, when we were at the resort, I wasn't really using supplements at that time. I really didn't even know what the hell supplements were um, outside of maybe like a protein mm -hmm. shake. I hadn't even had pre-workout for the first time in this. This is 2011 was the first time I went to the all-inclusive resort. Um I had no idea what that, or 2010, sorry, 2010. I had no idea what the hell a, a pre-workout was at that time. I knew what an energy drink was, and I knew what protein powder was, and I knew what creatine was. That was about mm -hmm. it. Um, nowadays, if we go on vacation, I'll, I'll take some of those little sample packets with me, like of a, a pre-workout or, um, I don't know, like a protein powder or something, just as a, like a backup. But I, I'm not lugging like my entire supplement cabinet. I might take uh, some GDA stuff with me uh, mm -hmm. or... Um, I think that's about it. Maybe like maybe a tub. It depends on if I'm driving or flying. If I'm flying, it's just going to be like those little like stick packs of stuff or whatever. But if I'm driving somewhere, I'll stick a tub or two of something um, in my bag just so it'll be like probably one non-stim and then one stim-based pre-workout, uh, and then a couple of packets of protein powder, and that'll that'll be about it. And alcohol, we, we like Justin and I are joking about drinking sun up to sundown. It's always in moderation. I'm like I'm not getting blitzed starting at like seven a.m. I'm not drinking. No. Bourbon no, from like eight a.m. till ten o'clock at night. It'll be like a three or four beers probably. This was back then. My my tolerance is probably better these days, and I'm not just gonna be drinking shitty Mexican beer. Um, nowadays, oh. I'd probably find something decent or better. Or just you know, just go with like a Jack and Coke if they only have bourbon or whiskey or something. Be a Jack and Diet Coke or something like that. No, because we'll we'll probably take. I mean. I, I think you said it best. There's like some supplements like uh, Morpha Prime from Morpha Gene Nutrition or something like that. It's like blood sugar, you know, kind of overall health. There's some NAC and some other yeah. things in there. I think th those are good things. Like I said, we don't go out and get trashed on vacation all day long. But, you know, you, you kind of like drink here, you know, kind of drink lunch in the afternoon. And then at night, you know, you might have a few drinks. So it's like um, we'll bring like Astrolyte. Glaxon's hydration yep. sort of product. Just because we drink a lot of water, but at the same time, you're gonna, you, you know, especially when you're drinking, you're just pissing out sodium and you know all your kind of other stuff going on there. It's not just a water thing. So we'll probably bring like stuff like that. Um, I don't know about protein powder, just because you have so much access, so much food all the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll definitely bring some supplements with us. More more health based but at the same time kind of like what what we were just talking about the vacation the vacation aspect it's not like <clears throat> i i don't have big swings in what i do yeah. like um 
So, like, I'm not going to go on vacation and just go binge drink and eat shitty food because I wouldn't even want to anyway. I don't even like because I don't like how that yeah, feels. Exactly. So, so yeah. it's not it's not much different than what we do just in a daily uh, routine, maybe just with a couple different considerations. Some GDA type stuff for sure we'll bring just because you probably be eating some more like desserts and stuff like that than you normally do. But yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's um, and you know, typically, I don't know if you're like this. I can't stand being away from like out of my routine and on vacation for too long. Like, I don't, I can't go on a two week vacation. It's Sandy and I both are kind of mm-hmm. the mindset like five days or six days is probably our max, and that's including like a day on either end of travel. So it's you know, you leave on a, a Sunday. We kind of want to be back on yeah. Fridays. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday we're getting a little Lansing. We could head back then, or maybe we'll head back on Friday. But it's you know, it's it's mm-hmm. not like I, I can't do these two, three week vacations and stuff. It's just that's not the way I like. I like, yeah. I, I like we both like working and just kind of our normal routine so much right. that I don't I don't feel like I need to completely yeah. detach from everything. No, I totally agree because that was so um, finding the routine, in, which is ironic because it's like you're going on vacation to sort of like a lot of people get in that they're like they just let go of everything. That's not that's not what we do. Yeah there's basically a routine once you get on vacation, like mm-hmm. you get up, you do your thing, you do lunch, you know, you kind of, so yeah. <clears throat> there's like always some kind of structure. But um, I think like we've talked about that before, like uh, that whole getting out of your element, like, like for me, like I don't do like social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do like the, when we were in Jamaica, I didn't do like any questions. I didn't do a lot of DMing or anything like that. <clears throat> but, but we, still did all of our weekly meetings and stuff like that with our clients and stuff. Yep. I don't, I don't want to detach like from that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, it, that, that stuff is what I love to do and it's what allows us to go on vacation in the first place. So exactly. I think like I even told you this, like one really awesome moment for me was we had a meeting and I'm like, okay. So I basically like literally just went down, they have like beds, you know, basically on right on the water. And mm-hmm. I just, went down there and I took my call because I remember being like a young kid and like that concept of, you know, people would like do their business like on a beach, you know, yeah. and it, things were a little bit different back then. But I was like, that would just be like, that would be like the dream life. And I remember yeah. actually having that moment where I was able to do that. And I was like, I just kind of did that for myself though, as sort of like a, Hey, you know, kinda, yeah. Or when you probably saw it as a kid, it's like you saw people talking like the old Zach Morris phone with like the, the, the little, like the giant ass antenna out of it. I'm saying like this big, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many people aren't going to get that reference that are listening to this. Oh. Go back and look know, at Saved by the Bell from the 90s, everyone, please. It actually, so we were talking about Saved by the Bell the other day, and then yesterday I turned on, I turned on the TV yesterday, and they had there was a marathon of Saved by the Bell. There you go. TBS always had that. Like even when we were in high school, uh, they would still be playing the old reruns of that because that show only lasted four years. But it's 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 kind of like one of those like the Brady Bunch. It, it lasted for a really short time, but it's always on no matter what. It's like one of those timeless mm-hmm. shows. Oh, yeah, this one. She she actually used this one the other day. Kinetic. Kinetic. This is Ambrosia. I didn't try this one. It's um. Let me pull up the uh, profile and we can uh discuss it let's go real quick uh, interesting she liked it she liked it all right i know lucas is a fan of mushrooms as am i as are you i believe justin 
Not so much pre-workout mushrooms. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. All right, let me. This let's like, take feedback on. Like that. I said, she used it. I think it's cool pre-workout. It's not really something I would use, just because this is not my preference for a pre-workout. But she really liked it. Yeah. Um. What I will say is that, you know, low liner is is one of the the forces behind this brand. He is, is a cool very product. savvy, savvy individual when it comes to like supplements he knows the supplement science stuff but he's also very smart when it comes to marketing stuff and he understands that mushrooms are a huge thing in the industry right now so that's why you're getting this tri-blend well, of mushrooms and i mean we like we know from the research standpoint you kind of need to take mushrooms every day to kind of get their benefits and a 500 milligram dose isn't like you need to go several grams of this stuff to really get it well i, I Ambrosia to me is they make some really cool stuff. I really like uh, what they do. This fits with yeah. what they do. You know, this is like in their vibe. I think they're um, like, I love their labels mm -hmm. and their marketing, their branding and yeah. stuff like that. So I think, I think this is just a very on brand. I know like with the dumbest conversation I've been seeing in the supplement space, maybe perhaps ever is this whole authenticity, like authentic bullshit yeah. that I'm hearing people talk about, but this is very like, on-brand uh, type product. Agreed. So. I mean, you're getting solid dose of creatine. That's a really good dose there. Solid dose of ginseng. The Bacopa dose is less than what the, the clinical studies are. <clears throat> that they usually use 300 there, all the way up to, what, 340? I think as yeah, the, I mean, they, the synapse one goes up to 320 or 340 or 640. This is, uh, I mean, they, they do... That's one another thing about Ambrosia is they always they go with trademarks a lot and they go with standardizations. Yeah, they go with high quality forms of all their stuff. So I, I've just yeah. I, I love what they I've always been a big fan. Of what they yeah, do. I mean I love Neurofactor. That's a that's a favorite ingredient of mine. Mm -hmm. um, great dose there on that. Great dose on the creatine. The caffeine is right in my sweet spot. I mean I like two fifty to three hundred for my kind of like everyday pre workout. Assuming that sleep's been pretty good and it's you know whatever. 100 mm -hmm. micrograms of huperzine is a, is a good dose. Uh, only 50 milligrams of actual alpha GPC. I don't know if you're going to really get much from that. With the huperzine, you probably will. But I, I actually, I've been saying this for a long time. I don't really care for alpha GPC in pre-workout. Um, I think CEP cloning is a much better. Yeah. Even though alpha GPC has the power output claim with it, yeah. alpha GPC for me and for, I think, a lot of things you see, it takes a couple hours to to fully sort of kick in and that it just to me doesn't make a lot of sense in a pre-workout yeah it's but i mean it, like everyone uses it but i i just don't really i don't know right and the lclt is, is good for carnitine it's just it's a fourth of the dose alpha gpc is also super freaking expensive yep so it's like I would just in a pre-workout if i was going to choose for a choline source in a pre-workout i would take cdp choline 10 times out of 10. Agreed. Yeah. And the LCLT dose is, you know, half to a fourth of what the recommended <clears throat> research back dose is, because that's usually a thousand to two thousand up to three thousand milligrams. I do love I like when people use ginseng in pre-workouts. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I do that. like that for energy and everything. That's good. Mm -hmm. It's just um, a feel good. It's a feel good kind of ingredient. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> uh Say by the bell, family matters and fresh prints every morning before school. Yeah, man, it's a good way to start the day. Mm -hmm. 
good way to start the day. Family Matters is a good one. Family Matters is good. Uh, say, not Saved by the Bell. Uh, what is it? Full House. Step Full House step. and Step by Step. Well, the, uh, the TGIF, that was on Friday nights. Yeah, man. Step by Step was, I don't know, I love that show. Yeah, Boy Meets World. See, that was that was in the slightly like next tier. Like there was that was just a little bit after these ones. Like that one came in. Yeah. So like Boy Meets World was after my time. Yeah, I was yeah. Guys, you're what four years older than me? I don't know. I think I'm four. I'm forty one. What? Yeah, I'm thirty six. So yeah, five years. Five okay. years older. Yeah, yeah. So like Boy Meets World was like right in that little gap that's when it came in okay and i was kind of like <clears throat> you know i was moving on to more mature things <laughs> Not I, was a cool teen, I was a cool teenager by that point probably so i didn't have time for that nonsense yeah man you know it's interesting you're y'all are uh-oh nikki's trash talking y'all are babies <laughs> we are we are so yeah so, so we were you said your dad is 62 yeah, my dad was 21 when he had me. So I was gonna say, yeah, your dad must have had you younger because my dad is will be 64 in three days, and uh, mm-hmm. so he okay, yeah, and I'm younger. So he just he was he started later. Yeah, because I I always like I talk to my dad about that. I'm like when he, so when he was my age, I was 20 years old, and I was like, Dad, that's fucking crazy. Like if I had a 20 year old son right now there's no way that's like my brother my brother is three years younger than me but his oldest kid is eight years old Hmm. so if if we i mean you know saying and i started having kids later we were married eight years before we even entertained the idea of having a halfling so yeah different strokes for different folks man i agree especially these days yeah is nikki in the insider group this is the first time she's commented on one of our live streams yeah, so that was one thing I was going to bring up. So she's from Utah, and she sent a picture I sent mm-hmm. you of the high yeah. west. That was from her. That was you. Did you crack open the double ride yet, or are you saving that for? Post-time? No, I didn't. I, no, it just arrived yesterday. We didn't have anything last night. Um, Kristen worked last night, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I was just kind of like chilling. Um, but yeah, I, I actually. So the High West, I definitely want to try, but I want to try it's Sugar House, right? Is the local place there, the other bottle that, that mm-hmm. she sent? And uh, that's the one I'll probably crack that one first just because it's totally off of, you know, I, I have no idea. Like, I've never had anything like from them or yeah. anything like that. Interesting. You remember last week how we went over those those top 20 bourbons that we were supposed to add? Like, Devin sent us that article and said the top 20 bourbons you got to add to your cart. Mm-hmm. San and I went out to lunch last thursday after she got done with her teacher in service stuff we popped over to the little local liquor store next door to the, the sushi place we we're eating mm-hmm. and i go through i saw almost every single one of those bourbons that were on the the list right there except they had the i w warren or i h warren or whatever that first bottle was it wasn't harper? The, the, harper no it wasn't harper it was oh yeah i w harper is that what it was yeah dude you gotta try that so we well, it wasn't the fifteen year one that they had the on there. It was just their regular offering. Mm. Um, mm. So I saw that one there. I saw the Bib and Tucker. I saw most of the ones that were on the on the shelf mm. there. Interesting. Yeah, but I wonder if like I wonder if they've always been there, and I hadn't really noticed what those were because, like you, you finally like once you're alerted to something, like yeah. you say, hey, I don't ever see my car. 
yeah, and then you see a white car, mm -hmm. and then nothing you see on the road is everything, but everything's a white car. <laughs> yeah, you get that association. Yeah. Hey, man, JoJo, I dude, Wonder Years is my favorite show as a kid. So, see, I never watched Wonder Years all oh. that much. Like my cousins watched it a bunch. Um, I mean, like they're only a year and two years older than me, and they always had it. We just it was just something I didn't watch. But you remember the old Nick at Night? Like where they used to have like Get Smart, the average Hitchcock show, and all those older ones. Yes, like that. didn't Murder She Wrote wasn't Murder She Wrote on there too? Like I feel like Murder She Wrote yeah. was on there. Yeah. So here's a funny story about well, I don't know, it's funny to anyone else, but <clears throat> so I was talking to Michael from Glaxon mm -hmm. the one day, and he's like, "Man, he's I think same age as you, like roughly." And yeah. uh, he said something about the Wonder Years, and I was like, "You know, that was it was my favorite show." Mm -hmm. as a kid he's like dude he's like you should go back and watch it again like now right and i watched the very first episode of wonder years and dude it is like super emotional to watch the show like everything that happens really? because there's something something like really like crazy happens on the show in the very first episode yeah. but it was wild man watching it again for the first time like in you know probably mm -hmm. 30 30 plus years um the very first episode is seriously like some heavy shit i might have to go back and watch that because i didn't i would catch an episode here or there of the wonder years but i never watched it um yeah you know consistently or, or regularly or anything but mm -hmm. going back and watching some just any of the old stuff from our childhood would be uh interesting are you afraid of the dark i wonder if those are still scary because i remember some of those being pretty kind of freaky when we were kids yeah i never got into that one i don't I don't remember why. Like, I remember being on, but I think again, like maybe I was like a little bit like I was like, oh, it's kids. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I'm not watching Nickelodeon. It's for babies. <laughs> for babies. <laughs> Children, Nikki must be watching Wonders. Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance and your halfling gets of age, Girl Meets World is the closest it gets to those shows and brings all the actors back. Good enough. So that's the sequel to uh, Boy Meets World. I'm, I take it with Corey and Topanga, and uh, they have a, a child. I'm assuming. Mm. Oh, I've got to assume that from the from the title. Um, I never saw Fuller House. I know that like Netflix did a series on that. And that's supposed to be like a continuation of Full House. I don't know if that's worth watching or not. Zero percent chance I was going to watch that. Yeah. Like I I love Full House, but I'm like I I don't I don't want I don't want that. I don't want the yeah. leave it alone. There's just certain things that I'm just like leave it alone, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could we could spend an hour talking about that. How basically Hollywood is just kind of oh taking everything from our childhoods, and because they're not willing to take a risk on an original idea anymore, so what they're going to do now is yeah. they're taking all of the original IPs from like the mm -hmm. '70s, '80s, and '90s, rehashing them, but we're going to switch everything. So we're either going to do a gender swap, we're going to do a race swap, or we're going to subvert your expectations and not actually give you what you liked about those properties. We're just going to shit all over it. But because it's, we're going to call it something you're, we're going to sucker people in and then completely change everything and what you think about it to just deliver a very certain narrative. And so that's why I keep, we keep going back and watching old stuff anyway, just because the modern stuff sucks. So speaking of, I sent something over to a group chat. I was in. I was very, I was very upset to learn this the other day. Um, they're making so Peacock, the the network, <clears throat> they're making yeah. a series based on Field of Dreams, and I'm like that. I was like every single person that's involved in this. There's a special place in hell for you people. 
Yeah. If yeah, they're, to, not, they're not going to, it's not a movie. They're going to make a, a show about it, a series. And I'm like, leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like just come out with something new, but it's, it's, everything is about maximizing profit probably these days. So they don't care if they're actually being disingenuous to the fans out of the world. Like we saw it with star Wars, we saw it with masters of the universe. We saw it with all of, you know, everything basically that's come out of Hollywood for the last five, six years. It's a retread of something that was once an original idea and they try to tweak it one way or another just to like, because they know they've got a solid fan base and it's an easy cash grab for them, but they're not willing to actually put money into bringing forth original ideas or anything like that. It's true. Yeah. The field of dreams thing. About yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Very lame, special place and hell for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those people. It's Hollywood sucks. Not only that, but it's like, <clears throat> there's, um, it depends, right? Because you also, what kind of reasons are you sort of putting behind it? Like you can tell. So Peacock, which it, they have some stuff on there that's that's fine. There's nothing against them. But it's like, you know that this is not going to be like a big production. Yeah. It's, it's going to be some B-list actors, you know, basically in it. And they're going to try to like recreate this magic from this movie. It's like, get the fuck out of here. There's 0% chance that this show is going to be any good yeah. at all. No, and I probably There's no like real... It. It's like if you're going to try to redo something or re-envision something, there's been some examples where it's worked, but it's like there's usually uh, a big push behind it. Like, hey, now that we have, say, new technology or new this and that, or we have like more of a budget this and maybe we'll try it again kind of thing. But yeah. I'm like, what? This is horrible. It's just uh, it bothered me. Yeah, and I don't even know why – Like. I don't know why you would need to remake it. It didn't rely on a bunch of special effects or anything like that anyway. Like why? Who's asking for this? Like who, who is anybody out there say, you know what? I love field dreams so much. I wish we had a whole show by some B list network, uh, come out with a, no one, no one's asking for that. I get it. Like why star Wars and other things, because people just want more all the time. They know, but first of all, this, it's not. It's gonna suck, and it's also not gonna make any money. It's not gonna last because nobody's gonna watch it. Right. So it's like, am I? Why am I the only one that like? I don't know. Man. They're just bored. Bored. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm, I am right there with you. That's why this this whole summer basically saying I've gone back and rewatching like old '80s and '90s action movies and stuff like that. It's just that's what it. Yeah, Nikki Nikki can vouch for that. That that's all basically I've done. Yeah, it's a uh, very adultish. Is that, I guess, oh, is that probably in reference to Wonder Years, I'm assuming? The first episode of the Wonder Years. Yeah, it was, you know, some pretty heavy shit. Hey, man. Uh, Aside from the the two little goodie bottles that you got shipped to you this week, any other new uh, bourbon finds? Oh, bourbon finds? I was going to say, there there was something, but I don't think that I'm... I, I don't think I'm allowed to say, I shouldn't say to you... I will. I will. Well, yeah, never mind. It, it was. Um, should this be something that goes off air? Should we? Should we, should we have this off air? No, no, no. no. I just. I, I. So it. It has to do with <clears throat> Aaron and Performax. Ah, okay. So, but I, I. I told him I wouldn't. I wouldn't rub it in. So. Oh, I'm guessing you got the. Uh, well, he sent me a text last night saying, "Oh, hey, we ran the initial disciples. We sent them out to people on." Uh, that are active on social media 
And uh, so he says, don't worry, we're going to be running the, the B lot of the samples. I'll get them out to you next week. So I'm assuming, yeah, I, I'm assuming I, you're on, the, was, uh, you're on the, uh, the alpha testers. I'm, I'm the beta tester. Well, I was like, I was like, am I allowed to rub it in to Rob, Robert? That Go I for it. it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, please don't, man. He's like, I, he's like, I feel so bad. He's like, and I was like, but I really want to. Please do. Please do. Because the, the more you rub it in now, the next time he calls me, I'm just going to send him right to voicemail. Every, I'm going to send him like straight to voicemail for like a week straight and just see if he ever calls me back. Just to oh, fuck with him. See, just to mess with him. Yeah, just to yeah. mess with him. <laughs> but I will say like on a serious note, I think that um, Performax has always made – like you've, you've been talking about Performax even long before I ever – I think you were the reason why I even discovered them in the first place because they're like one of these brands that <clears> – <throat> I don't want to say it like in a way like I just think more people should know about them. Because they've always made really cool stuff. Yep. So I think it looks like they're um, just putting a little bit more marketing. Because unfortunately, that's just the that's what we live in, man. Or you have to get out there and you have to play the game. And uh, so it just seems like they're they built some hype around this because they were announcing it this morning. They were going to announce it today, and I asked them if I could bring it up on the podcast because mm-hmm. I think it's at at one p.m. They're going to announce what they're their latest project is and um i told them i'd give some feedback and stuff like that they just they just they just do it man like everything they do pretty much it's like one of those things where i'm like in general you just go yes buy from performax and you're you're not going wrong you know is it going to be your favorite product of all time i don't know but you're not like they're always going to deliver something good yeah i agree with that did you how was the flavoring? Did you try it yet, or did awesome. you just get them in the mail? Awesome. So <clears throat> I don't remember. I think it was their EAAs. Mm-hmm. Their um, was it called EAA Max? Is that what they called it before? Uh, EAA Max is Primeval's. E Amino Max is the um, Performax one. I don't remember. I just it literally just stick in my head because i remember i don't even remember like what flavor it was but i remember getting a sample of theirs and i was like this is one of the best tasting eas i ever had it was phenomenal um but i don't remember i don't remember which flavor was so anyway these there was i think four different flavors of what they sent out i tried three so far because i had kristen tried some also the one day so then i could i could get like a flavor idea the last flavor that I'm going to use today, um, he said, is their favorite by far. So, okay, good which is good, which is good because the the flavors so far have been phenomenal. Well, that's good for people that haven't tried Performax stuff over the years. I mean, flavor was definitely not their strong suit. I mean, like it was kind of on the level of Nutribio, and that you you got really solid formula, solid products, mm-hmm. good quality stuff. But the flavoring just wasn't there, especially if you tried the old versions of like Hypermax. Those were, those were, those were rough. Well, they, but it's gotten they, they remarkably also, better. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like it, some brands start off with like great flavor first, and then try and bring their formulas up to par. Or some go hardcore on the on the formula side, and then their flavors have to evolve over time. But then, like <clears throat> another thing with Performax, they've always in like Hypermax and stuff like that, they've always used a lot of um, PEAs, and we know those taste like shit. They do. You know what I mean? So it's been a tough – they kind of <clears throat> make things tough on themselves when flavoring anyway. Yeah. And then um, 
but they did they did a really good job uh, with these flavors. Definitely, I was impressed. Tree burners. Lots of companies come out with amazing flavor, but lots of them don't dissolve well and have a sand-like texture. Especially if there's like uh, pump style ingredients, because <clears throat> I um, I, that's one reason I always get like I have this um, one of these pro mixes, one of these like cyclone type shakers. Yeah, they're like fifteen bucks, man. They're they're game changers. <laughs> Things are amazing. And, also, make uh, sure you use, like, just a general housekeeping, make, use enough water. If you're doing, like, a 20-gram scoop of pre-workout, don't use just six ounces of water. You need to use, like, at least 12 to 16 ounces, preferably just fill up, fill up the whole shaker cup and just drink all that water. Anyway. But that's what a lot of um, – a lot of this is comes down to there's a certain ingredients that this is what you get. And it's another reason why I don't like companies just constantly using glycerol. Glycerol, we know – is not that great at the dosages you get in in glycer pump and all sort of stuff it's not much glycerol i don't want to say it's useless but it's it's not much yeah and it's like not only that but it clumps it it makes things hard for the manufacturer and it also gives it a texture that kind of sucks so yeah man. and well and there's another thing too <clears throat> uh gorilla mind uses NutriCap, and it's nothing Gets that, but a lot of like uh, NutriCap products that I get have that kind of texture, and it's not that they're. It doesn't mean they're doing something wrong or different, but it's just a lot. You can actually sometimes you can tell just from using a product where they manufacture, because some manufacturers just have a different um, blending and sort of like I said, not saying there's anything that they're wrong that they're doing, but there is some nuance to how these companies get their. Like for, I'll give you an example, um, Axon Sledge. It like seriously like people still have they've tried to like speculate that Axon Sledge is doing something wrong with Demo Day, their carbohydrate powder, mm -hmm. because there's no clumping, there's no issues like whatsoever, and they use some pretty heavy pump and they use a lot of glycerol and yeah. stuff like that. And um, but it's just their manufacturers is elite and they also do a couple things <clears throat> like uh i don't know how like gorilla mode is but a lot of companies don't leave enough room in the tub right you you pack you pack the tub to the brim which is a lot of people are like oh this is awesome yeah it's it doesn't matter i don't know i don't know why people like make that like it's a big deal but right if you look at like demo day demo day is like a bag of potato chips where you like the powder fills up maybe like half of the actual tub maybe even less mm -hmm. it's so much better for the the ingredients that are within it to do that you know what i mean because you don't have that that density you know kind of going on there so there's a lot to it in gorilla mode or gorilla mind or whatever they're like relatively like newer ish company so it's kind of one of those processes that seems to get better over time as companies start making more and more money they can devote yeah their time to like little tweaks like that so yeah overall i think that the dosing on the the gorilla mode or gorilla mine stuff gorilla mode i'm not sure what the exact name of the brand is go um, i've got i've gotten a bunch of questions about that over like the past six months about just the brand in general like the doses on most of it are, are solid i there are a few like little ticky tack things that just on like a personal note i prefer to not maybe see hooperzine as high as they are in certain products or you know the dosages for their nootropics i don't consider certain ingredients or stimulants nootropics more it's more like the caffeine doses and stuff like that. Overall, I mean, the, the, the formulas are stacked. You can't just I think do they, that. 
they're yeah they they are heavy heavy advertising uh, brand so i get questions about them all the time but i've never used any of their stuff yeah they, they make cool stuff like i would use it but they're at the same time there's not like <clears throat> i have no problem i buy products all the time yeah there's not enough there's not enough about what they do to make me like if there's already a pollen and other things like that, like I'll just go there and that's showing like my bias obviously because, but that's just the way it goes because I know Robbie's process. And if I'm, if I get two products that are basically identical in what I want, then I'm going to send my money to my friend. Right. (laughs) But it is a cool brand. I think for everything that I've seen from them looks, looks really good. Yeah. Wanted to get your opinions on this steaming pile of monkey piss. Vitality Booster. This is something that uh, was on Stack 3D yesterday, and uh, me, Robbie, Lucas, and Shane were talking about it in our group group message. Anti-aging is so, – we've had, like, a lot of really funny conversations about anti-aging because I'm like, how do we determine – first of all, like, how, how are we going to determine – are we – are we going to be on our deathbeds and go look back and say, man, wow, that NAD supplement really bought me like an extra six months or a year. Like how, what are we really doing to like quantify like the anti-aging yeah. supplement? You know what I mean? Never mind this alpha CDP choline, which isn't an actual ingredient. Yeah. What the, I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Mucuna 15% L- Mucuna what? Can you zoom in a little bit? Yeah. Let's just, you can't get your labels right. I've got a big, big fucking issue with your pro. Like, Hooperzine doesn't belong up here. You're not even it's labeling called, it properly. It's called Bacopa, wrong? Um, yeah, Bacopia. This is Gaspari? Yeah. And they, this is, that's pretty amateur. Vitality, uh, Brain Booster, and Anti Inflammatory Advanced Relief. Wow, that's a shit show of a label. Yeah. I mean, look, this this palmitoyl ethanolamide, they they also use this ingredient in that pre-workout that they allegedly were spent two years developing. Yeah. Uh, this is a steaming pile of shit. I don't know. Gaspari has always sucked, so. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and this one, what do you think 150, 150 milligrams of regular L-tyrosine isn't going to do shit for you? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more like you go eat an ounce of cheese. You'll get more tyrosine in there than that. Well, please well, that, don't buy this, people. Please don't. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I always sort of like, like tell people. Like, you see products like this. It, it's possible if you take this, you could feel better, and that's what the ultimate goal is. But why, like, why buy from a company like this that does things like that? Can't put their labels together because there's, there's literally. I promise nothing that they're doing that a hundred other companies aren't doing. So when I see like certain red flags, I, there's, there's no reason to like go, you know what? There's some things that give me red flags, but I should do it anyway, because it's, they're not holding on to some kind of IP that is like theirs and theirs only it's, this is basic shit. You know what I mean? Like, could you take this and feel better? I, I, I probably, you know what I mean? But this is just basic stuff that you see yeah, all across the industry. So I, I just, 
sometimes I'm like, if I see any kind of red flags, I'm like, why would I, if you're, if you can't like a Gaspari has been around for like, I don't know, a hundred fucking years and you can't put your label in the right compliant order for ingredients. Yeah. Like, come, on. come on. Yeah. We also know tribulus is a bullshit ingredient. It doesn't do anything. Fenugreek, you need at least 500 to 600 milligrams for it. Maca, you need about 3000 milligrams. L-tyrosine again, 150 milligrams. That's not going to do anything for you. The dim dosage is decent. Pine bark extract dosage is decent. It's really a bulbine. It's a bulbine uh, product. Yeah. That's, that's, it's kind of a, <clears throat> it's a weird ingredient, bulbine. Strong. Yeah. Just, everybody else, please just don't, don't, don't use this. Don't buy it. Don't, don't give them the money. Don't give them money for this. Please I, don't. I would never buy anything from them. You said that's. That's not like saying there's some like shitty, shady company or anything like that. It's just they just don't they don't do anything. They don't do anything. They don't do anything exciting. They don't do anything. Um, so so why? Why? Yeah, yeah that's that's depressing. Uh, tree burners. It's crazy the amount of people that will buy a product with what they see on the advertisement or design and not actually looks what is inside it. I mean, I say I say it every day. I was like, none of that shit matters. It's. I say, this is what I tell people. I said, here's the difference between people like Robert and I and 99% of the people in the space is Robert and I don't give a fuck what the front of the bottle looks like. I don't give a shit. I could not care less what the name of the product is. I don't care what the marketing, I don't care what any of the stuff on the front of the bottle looks like yeah. or in the description of the product. The only thing I care about is what's on the back. Yeah, because the ingredients tell you the whole entire story. So you can use as much window dressing as you want to try to take away from that. But it, like I said, using the restaurant analogy that I always do, would you ever buy a meal without knowing what's in it? Would you ever like Nikki and I? We were talking about my cousin Vinny. So like, I don't know if you've seen my cousin Vinny. I love that movie. Yeah, right. So it's it, it's a classic. You know when they sit down in the diner and he orders. He's like, so what do you want? And she's like, breakfast? Because it, it just says it just says breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. That's essentially what you're doing. What most people do when they go and buy supplements is they yeah. they just buy the category, and it, that doesn't tell you how much food you're getting. So it's like you almost get this plate of food, um, but because it's in the capsule, people act like th there's this mystery involved there when. The back is all that matters. It, none of the shit that is on the front of these labels, it doesn't matter at all. All right. Uh, you got time for one more topic? Sure, man. Okay. Um, you and I both know, love, and adore Chris Waldrum, Inspired Nutraceuticals. True. Good man. You, you, you all still doing the thing on Fridays? Weren't you all doing like a Friday happy hour thing for a while? Are you we, still doing it? Yeah, we, we we're doing Friday happy hour for like two years. We yeah. haven't done it as much. This summer's been a lot of traveling, like a lot of like weekend trips, you know what yeah. I mean? And so we haven't done one for a little while, but um, yeah, yeah, Chris Walden, he's It's like when I see his face and I have him on the podcast, like the three of us have done podcasts together before, like just something like you talk to him and you just always feel better coming away from it. Like he's just awesome he's guy. guy. Just a good, he's a good person to have as a friend. You know, like I said, yeah. it, even it probably took us like, we don't even talk about supplements, him and I. Like he, yeah, just life. He never talked about supplements, even yeah. like at the beginning before we were like really good friends. All of our conversations would kind of stem from 
you know, life. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. So I saw this roll across the wire and this, this kind of hurt my soul a little bit because Inspired usually comes out with like really awesome shit. And I saw this and I just, I haven't talked to Chris, reached out to him yet. I want to get him on the podcast and maybe discuss this. He's a more savvy individual when it comes to marketing, when it comes to business. But his formula has all been great and very well dosed. I saw this come out and I'm just kind of thinking, what the fuck? Like I know it's in Australia, New Zealand, and they've got some really wacky dosages that you can and can't do. And this is marketed as a beginner pre-workout. At the same time, there's I feel like there's a right way to do a beginner pre-workout, and there's not a right way to do a beginner pre-workout. And so we've got, I mean, 1,000 milligrams of L-citrulline. I mean, like, let's, if we want to do a beginner pre-workout, let's, we'll do a low dose of caffeine and then just do like caffeine, citrulline, beta alanine and call it a day. But don't, don't give me like 10 ingredients and underdose, you know, eight of the 10. So his goal here, obviously, because he's, he's brought this up. We did a podcast with him a couple weeks ago and he was talking about how, you know, there's this arms race, right. For loaded formulas and stuff like that. And he said, uh, one thing they've learned with supply chain and everything like that, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I have to kind of go back to smaller formulas that are more specific. So I'll, yeah. I'll get to, I'll get to the point at the end here. But <clears throat> so he wants to make this one for less, a dollar a serving, basically. Like okay, right. so which is that's all fine. I think that that's a good idea. Like mm-hmm. this whole this whole thing, especially when it comes to pre workouts, is you and I know. There's nothing really like exciting going on in the pre-workout area. It's just people trying to push boundaries more and more. And at some point, it's like, what are we really doing here? If I'm a, I've told people this a thousand times. If I was going to start a supplement company, I would zero. There's zero percent chance I would make a pre-workout because yeah. it's fucking boring, first of all. And it's just this, it's just this. I don't know, like this dick measuring contest that ultimately doesn't matter because we all know we could use something. Um, you could use a C4, you could use uh, Ghost Legend and stuff like that, and yeah. get and get a fantastic workout. You don't. Yeah, need... you can have an energy drink or a cup of coffee, and you'll be fine. If right, like, if don't... the environment's right, you're training with your buddies and everything. You can have a kick-ass workout without a pre-workout. But at the same time, coming to this product in particular, I think you can do a lot better than this. Even if that's your goal, is to make sort of like a I don't want to say a watered-down pre-workout, but maybe more. Obviously, Chris doesn't have to qualify himself when it comes to making pre-workouts he's made some of the most badass pre-workouts uh yeah known to man this he he, he could he could do better than this <laughs> yeah and i mean like maybe there's a supply chain issue and i know australia and new zealand have more strict dosing protocols like how much you can have of ingredients per scoop size and all of that stuff so i understand all of that i just I, and the, the beginner pre-workout yeah you, there's definitely i would say a beginner pre-workout but that doesn't mean you need to underdose stuff because i mean just because you're a beginner doesn't mean you can get by with a less amount of citrulline than an advanced lifter that it's that's that's not the same thing at all like you want to underdose the caffeine you want to have less nootropics than like some fully load like then they're devastated the union or something i I understand that totally like a beginner pre-workout should be on the lower spectrum of nootropics and caffeine but the actual ergogenics like the, the creatine and citrulline Either do do creatine properly or don't do it at all. Do citrulline right or don't do it at all kind of thing. I think that's I mean, kind of where I'm at. Like, it don't just some of these things. Why? Like, I, honestly, why would you put 30 milligrams of tea cream in a pre-workout 
Tea cream yeah. is a great ingredient. Uh, whether it should like whether it should be in pre workout, I, I don't know. Like it, it's no. got its longer term kind of effects, and I get that. But yeah. why? Well, there, it's not and not necessarily that the more tea cream you use, the better it is, because that's not exactly true either. But right. like I don't know why why put thirty milligrams of tea cream in here? Why put fifty milligrams off a of GPC? I yeah. just I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. Like it. Yeah. I saw this. I mean, I I have all respect in the world for Chris, and I just maybe him and Landon are are you know they they've got something. They know what exactly the Australia market is looking for, and they know that megadose pre workouts just don't sell as well there, or there's there's new restrictions on what they can do in Australia. Maybe there's some to that. At the same time, I just man, it's 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 rough. But I'm like you know he's the owner of a very successful supplement brand that's been around for years, so. You know. Yeah, and you don't want to say like <clears throat> you don't want to say like it's a money grab kind of thing because that's obviously not the type of person Chris is. Yeah. But I think like exactly like what you said is important is if you know your market, they do very well in Australia, yeah. and he knows what people are like looking for there. So if people there like uh, nootropics, they like tea cream, they like alpha GPC. So it's like okay, we'll put that in there. Yeah. Um, because it'll sell better and maybe you're going to get some benefits from it. But yeah, I think the whole overall point is I understand the direction. I actually applaud the direction because I think what has yeah. sort of happened to pre-workout game is absurd. And uh, I, I, I like this approach because you're also getting, there's also a breaking point when it comes to the customers. Like, do you want to be ahead of the curve? I think that you're sort of seeing this pendulum swing where there's always going to be people that want these, crazy loaded pre-workouts but as the prices prices of citrulline have gone up quite a bit and a lot of these ingredients that they're sort of plowing through it makes it difficult for a brand to keep up so at what point do you get off of that and i think chris arrived at that point like a year ago Mm -hmm. that's why like he does like limited ish runs of devastated union he's like i'm gonna give my heart my hardcore fans what they want Yep. But at the same time, when it comes to the skeleton of my business, I want to make it more streamlined yeah. and all that. I, 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 I think that that's a great move Like for a company. I think that's good stuff, but yeah. I, think, I still think that product could have been done much, much better. Yeah, and you go from one end of the spectrum to the other with this Rise pre-workout, and we, we don't have to go way down in the weeds, but what the fuck do you need a 46 grand serving size for there- a pre-workout? I don't know, but but here's an impressive 12 grams of citrulline. The problem with that is the research maxes out at 10 grams. You're, you're not getting more benefit at 12 grams of citrulline. 10 is, it's it's from 2.4 to 10 grams. After the 10 grams, your body's just recycling and converting it and oxidizing it into other stuff. You're not getting more nitric oxide or ammonia buffering by cramming more fuel. You're just spilling out of the gas tank and you're pissing away money there, especially with citrulline prices. Dude, I don't. I'm just. I'm wondering if there's like some carbs in this. Forty-eight gram serving is insane. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it goes to it goes to that point. Like, <clears throat> um, if they do some sort of short, limited sort of run, this this obviously a pre-workout like this is not going to be like a flagship product for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's just it's just let's. You see it a lot of times in the supplement space where people will do things just because they can do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
C4 with their dynasty. That thing was a pile of shit. But they basically just gave a middle finger to everyone. They're like, we have a fuck ton of money and we're going to make this and uh, charge $100 for it just because they could. So I think Rise is doing doing pretty good. Um, I don't really have a lot of experience with their stuff, though. But me neither. I would guess there's, like I said, there's got to be something. Yeah, or like 10 grams of BCAAs, 15 grams of carbs, and then 12 grams of citrulline. That gets you 30 right there. Right. You put in some 3.2 of beta alanine and two and a half betaine. But here's like the other thing, too. And I was having a conversation with someone from within the industry, and they were asking me, there's a, there's a company that's trying to dip their toes into this more like super loaded, <clears throat> higher energy pre-workout game. And Mm-hmm. Uh, he he showed me the formula and he said I, he's like I don't understand he's like but this thing doesn't feel the way we think it should feel on paper and I said the problem is there's too much citrulline in this product and not not talking about the rise one but the way this formula that this person showed me was laid out I was like I was like if you want to have a super high pump experience on a product you're going to have to use and you want it to also hit hard like hit hard i was like you're going to have to use a fuck ton of stimulants and you're going to have to use you can't just use like a big dose of caffeine because most people will have if you're used to a lot of caffeine the the effects that the pump has on it is going to negate that over stimulating feeling that you're trying to get from anyway because they like i said it's a very big company and they were trying to go this route and i was like it's just kind of one of those things where you see people put the formulas together on paper and you're just like, you, you're like, you don't know what you guys are doing. Like in all honesty, because you wouldn't yeah. put those ingredients together at those dosages and expect anything else to happen. It's like, I don't know. And yeah. my rant is just kind of one of those things where the, the arms race I understand, but there's a point in time. And I think Glaxon was like one of those companies that showed that that's not a, that's not always like the best play. Agreed. You just get these contradictory sort of things going on there or you get a huge waste of money and every time we put together a formula i know you're the same way it's like you you put the ingredient in there and then what's the what's the risk reward what are the pros and cons of having that ingredient in this formula and there's a yeah. there's an analysis as you go down the formula you don't just but people just throw shit in there and yeah like hey look at me look at the but anyway yeah, this is exactly what we were saying, Lucas. Even if it's a beginner pre, you can still make a solid formula based on three to four ingredients. And with Inspired's branding and marketing, they would make it legit. Yeah, 100%. Well, I see Australian brands and their spin of pre's. They make some really solid products, and they are super limited as far as ingredients. It shows you can make it work. Well, distribution plays in the fact there. I mean, Chris has to manufacture it here, and then he has to ship it over there, too. Shipping costs are a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, I think we've already beaten that point to death. Amen. All right, my friend. I uh, that brings us to the end of our uh, comments and everything. So thank you to the uh, the listeners for tuning in, participating as always. We appreciate it. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on that side or that side, wherever the hell it is. I don't know. This this camera works reverse sometimes, so hit the little notification bell over over there by Justin, so that you always know when we're coming live with another podcast. 
Uh, if you like what we're doing and you listen to us on uh, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcast bruising platform, make sure to give us a five-star review. That helps us climb up in the almighty algorithm that dictates anything and everything to which we are exposed these days. And then next week we'll be on Monday, not Wednesday next week. Correct. Yes. Justin is going off to uh, drown his uh, sorrows in, in a vat of Mexican tequila uh, <laughs> for a week and a half. So hopefully he comes back. He'll have a slightly enlarged liver and hopefully no parasites from uh, the Mexican water, so we'll be okay then. All right, all right, brother. All right, man. Have a good one. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch.